at the door of the tabernacle or the door of the tent. And he met Solomon inside the temple when they constructed it. <clears throat> he met Jesus on the mountain when he prayed. So God has specific places that we can orchestrate. In the Old Testament, they had, <clears throat> they had um, alders they built. And as they, as they establish an altar, God would meet them at that altar. Or they would go to that altar and meet the Lord. So God has established a place tonight to meet him. And I want to take you on a journey and we're going to, be, we're going to conclude at a spot in the anointing of the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is going to do a, a specific work tonight. So open up and <clears throat> there's going to be some wonderful things. Now let me, let me remind you of something that's important. Some of the greatest, some of the greatest things that Jesus taught were taught to one and two people. Some of the greatest revelations, the woman at the well, he sat with her and taught her principles of life. Nicodemus, one man, a principle that is the, is the foundation stone of Christian living. The disciples were two or three or four, maybe a half a dozen. He opened up to them the kingdom of God. Now, as we sit in this congregation tonight, God is poised, ready, as your pastor said, poised, ready to open up revelation to us. Now, let me take you back one more time to our scripture last night in the book of Luke. The book of Luke. We were in the book of Luke somewhere last night. Where was it? And it happened... On a certain day, Luke 5.17, and it happened on a certain day he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judah, Jerusalem. Now, as you read the scriptures, it's important and it's, it's, uh, it's helpful, I should say, to, uh, <clears throat> to understand the English structure a little bit. And you can, in, in, to do that, you can take out the middle of that so you don't get lost in the, in the dialogue. And I want to read it again. Now, it happened on a certain day as he was teaching, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. <clears throat> Let me say it again. And it happened on a certain day as he was teaching, the power of the Lord was present to heal him. Now, you understand, and this is for the, for the young and the uninformed, you understand that God continues to touch people and do His miracles, whether you have experienced it or not, or whether you believe it or not. Your disbelief does not discount or discontinue the working of God in the, in the human, in human lives and in the framework of, of history. You do under, you, I know you understand that, but I'm saying it for emphasis so we'll, we'll realize that if we're going to get involved with God, we're not going to do it at our schedule or we're not going to do it at our pace or our idea. We've got to find out how God operates. How does God operate? How do we get into the presence of the Lord? How do we come to Him? How do we seek His face and find Him? Well, I think God has some, some secrets that He reveals to His friends. Here's one right here I just read to you. That as He was teaching the Word, the anointing of the Lord, the, the healing Spirit of God was present to heal. So that must be a key. If I'm going to stimulate or stir or draw in or attract 
or make a place for God to land. I'm using several analogies, so we'll catch the picture. If I'm going to make a landing spot for the helicopter of anointing, am I getting anywhere close to your thought patterns yet? If we're going to have a landing pad here, then I need to know how to do it. Here's one. I begin to teach the Word of God. I begin to break open the Word of God, and that's one way that God prepares a way to come into the presence. Now, there must be something called, there must be something called, let's read it again, and as they were, as he was teaching the power of the Lord, there must be something called the power of the Lord. Amen. Now, we believe in the Holy Ghost. We know He's the power. But the, 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 the statements out of the Scripture I love because they describe personality and action and purpose. There is the power of the Lord is there to heal the sick. And it is released, triggered, invited, brought in, or believed for when we begin to teach the Word. Because the Word of God comes and opens up our heart and causes faith to be, to be stimulated and released. And as faith is stimulated and released, then the anointing of the Lord rides in on that radio signal. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. When I stick up my antenna of faith, the anointing of the Lord finds it and hones in on it and comes down that little radio beam right into my life. So what am I going to start with? I'm going to start by teaching the Word of God. If I'm alone, I start by reading and studying and meditating and ruminating and quoting and confessing and singing, whatever it takes to get the anointing back into my area so I can step into the presence of the Lord and the antenna of faith goes up and the Spirit and the power power of healing comes into my life, and I'm regenerated and renewed in the Lord. Hallelujah. Ho, ho, ho. Praise God. This is good. All right, let's move on. Now, listen. Listen, it's important then that we know this. Now, number one, <clears throat> number one, I'm setting the stage for what's going to happen in 20, 30 minutes. This is going to, this is, I'm setting the stage. All right, number one, it comes by the teaching of the Word of God. <clears throat> number two, it comes not in order or, or not in importance or, or, or prominence. These are, just, these are just ways God can release. <clears throat> Number two, it comes by prophecy. In other words, the prophetic word of God. What has God said to you? What has God said about you? What has God said about him? Now, we know biblical prophecy, or I should say Bible truth is a prophetic word in ink and paper as we open it and read it and preach it. It's not so much the prophet speaking, but it is the, pr the prophetic word of God, isn't it? So what does this say to us? Lay hands on the sick, go heal the sick. All those wonderful prophetic words. He said, if you go out and if you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Now that's a prophetic word to George Watkins because I'm living that life right now like you are, all right? So number one, God said if I would teach the word of God, the, the power of the Lord would come into the presence of us who are hearing and listening, and he would come to heal the sick. Number two, the prophetic word of God or the prophetic power of God out of the scriptures brings me faith to believe that God even heals the sick today can heal the sick, wants to heal the sick, could heal the sick if he liked it, or if he felt, you know, felt like it. 
I, <laughs> I feel like I just, I'm just a little kid picking at that, at that little piece of paper right now. I'm trying to peel this thing back so we can get a hold of it, all right? <laughs> Glory to God. I want you to take a hold of this because I tell you tonight, the Holy Spirit came to my room a little bit ago and gave me, gave me some direction for you. And we're going to see something happen tonight that hasn't happened in this church in a long time. There's a level. I didn't say I'm doing something that we don't know about or different, but I'm telling you, I've been prophesying about the wells being stirred or renewed. I've been prophesying about some renewed prophecies coming back. And tonight you're going to begin to see the beginning of the evidence of it. Get a hold of this thing. Praise God. Praise God. And I was, I was having fun with you the other night about sitting in your same chair. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You're going to have to change chairs someday because there's going to be somebody new sitting there. Don't you get upset at them. Amen. He's going to take your chair for you get there. This, this, there's an anointing that's attracting people to the Spirit of God. Now, if you get that anointing stirred, it attracts the human heart because the human heart's looking for God. They don't know what they want. They go out and all kinds. But the human heart is looking for God. That's why they get involved in spiritual things. They get involved in the old cult. They get involved in all kinds of weird stuff. Anything spiritual they're attracted to because inside the heart of man is an empty hole. And it can only be filled with the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Number one, we teach the word. Number two, we, we, we have prophetic word here, right here. Now, number three is personal prophecy. Personal prophecy says things about you, says things about your life. What is God going to do with you? You say, well, if prophecy is true, I'm just going to sit back here in my lazy chair or my, my, my easy chair, and I'm just going to wait for God to show up. And if it's really, if the prophet is really true, I mean, if he's a real prophet, God will drag me out by the foot, and I'll, I'll suddenly appear in front of, you know, and suddenly this will happen. No, no, you have to get out of your lazy boy chair and get up. And stand in that prophecy. Now, the first thing you do, if God said something about you that is a prophetic word, you need to say it back to God and confess it. You need to say, Lord, you said that I would. Lord, you said that I could. Lord, you said that I am. Lord, you said that I'm not that, I'm this. That's how the word then begins to filter down inside the belly. It doesn't come out of the just doesn't come out of the out of the head. It comes out of the belly, and before it goes into the belly, it comes comes into the hearing, down into the spirit of man, germinates, gestates until the birthing comes out of the mouth, and out of the mouth comes the answers of the Lord. Out of the mouth comes the confession of the Lord. And out of the belly, the Word of God has power. The Word of God doesn't have power out of here. If you have a religious mind and you try to say, well, <clears throat> you know, in the name of Jesus who Paul knew, or I'm coming in the name of Jesus who the disciples knew, and the, the devil says, well, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, who in the world are you guys? comes out of the head, there's no power. But when it comes out of the belly, out of the inner man, out of the spirit man, out of the, that, that center being where the Word of God is gestating until that baby is formed, praise God. Praise God. In 19... 
oh, dark ages. <laughs> in another age, in another planet, I was prophesied over as a 12-year-old. And we had a prophet show up to our church in the Northwest, Yakima, Washington. And we did not know there was such a thing as a prophet in the whole world. We thought they had all died. Somebody told us that. A prophet showed up and began to prophesy, and he laid hands on me, and he gave me some prophetic words at 12. Now, mother and dad had already prophesied into my life. They were, the, they were the Pentecostal preachers who believed that God could speak to you and God could speak to their children. And so mom, my mother and father already said that before I was in the, when I was in the womb, God had anointed me. And so it sounded sound like an Old Testament prophet, I know, but they were, they, that, they were repeating what God spoke to their spirit. At 12 years of age, I had my first prophecy. And that prophecy said that I would go to the foreign nations, I would go to the nations of the world, and I would put my feet on the foreign nations of the world, like uh, MacArthur came back, you know, to the Philippines and reconquered the earth. And, that, and, and wow, man, that's, <laughs> that's pretty heady for a 12-year-old. And as soon as he was done, as soon as he was done <clears throat> prophesying, I went out and broke a window or something, you know. <laughs> I went out and got my bike and went to the, played baseball. Who, who cares? But the prophetic word of God went into my soul, my spirit, and my memory because it was important enough. We made notes of that. Now, <clears throat> that prophetic word of God then continued. It continued into my teenage years, 16, 17, 18, 19. I began to have repetitive prophecies about the power of the Lord, about anointing for healing, about the preaching of the gospel. And those prophecies began to shape my life and shape my destiny and shape my heart and shape my passions. I didn't understand. I didn't understand much. I didn't understand. Uh, <laughs> well, it's silly to say I didn't understand as much as I do now. Aren't you glad for that? All right, moving right along. <clears throat> now, I didn't understand. It was 20 years before I put my foot on the first foreign country. We don't count Canada. You know, it's kind of like a neighbor. But <clears throat> I put my foot on my first foreign country 20 years. It was 20 years before that 12-year-old had the prophetic word of God gestate in his spirit. And, how, and then God... <clears throat> God kept me separated from the body of Christ so I wouldn't hurt it for 20 years. <clears throat> some of my, some of my, some, I'm telling you, some of the places I preach you couldn't find with a, with a GPS uh, iPhone. I mean, they were so far out. <clears throat> and, you know, first Baptist of the full gospel, second redeemed people out with, uh, in the back of some piney woods, uh, uh, Virginia place where... Nobody could find them but the locals. God kept me separated for a long time. I'm saying that with a little, with a little jest, but I think he does that until we, until we stop cutting heads off with the word of God. We, you know, we get old Peter's spirit and we start swinging. Get a little gift and we want to go beat somebody up with it. No. So God kept me set 20 years before I put my, put my first foot on foreign territory. Now, I'm, I'm taking us to a point. I'm taking this to a point because I want to, we're going, to, we're, we're, we're generating and we're fixing a place for God to land tonight. 
we're fixing a place. I'm, I'm putting the target out, and the Holy, the Holy Ghost is going to land here in just a little bit, and he's going to do some exploits, and there's going to be things happen tonight that will, will take you into the future and will change your future and will repair and do things that have been broken. There's, there's an anointing tonight that is ex, ex, excelling and, and, and uh, exceeding the last anointings. I told you as we continued in these days, they would increase. This is an increase tonight. You'll feel it. You'll see it. And the results will be on into the, into the future as you, as, you, as you go forward. All right, the prophetic word of God. Number one, it comes through teaching. Number two, it comes through the word. Number three, we get, we get the direction of the Lord. Now, the Lord told me, prophetic word of God began to come to me. And I've had, <clears throat> I went into a, a meeting in Portland, Oregon. A prophet was there. I was 19 years old. He called me out and he prophesied over me and then he collapsed on the floor. They had to pack him off to the back room. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> it was such a powerful prophecy. The prophet fell over. All right. <clears throat> But the word was the same. The word was the same. Taking the word, healing the sick, changing the course of men's lives. Now, in the, in the course of that, I have been in different forms of anointing. I've had the anointing of an evangelist for the first years of my life. <clears throat> I traveled and preached and went from church to church like this. I started out when I was 15. My sisters had <clears throat> had an evangelist team and they invited me. They were having a over. They were run, getting run over in a little northwestern town by people, and they said, "Come and help us." And I came to that little little church and helped them for a season. <clears throat> and then I went out by myself at 17, and I began to travel on my own. So so the thing began to generate, but the prophetic word of the Lord said that I was going to have a healing ministry. Now the healing ministry began as soon as I laid hands on the first sick person. And as I laid hands on the first sick person, I was fulfilling Mark 16, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And as far as I'm concerned, you don't need a prophetic word past that. I'm not exalting prophets over the word of God. But when the prophet says something, then it magnifies or it ignites something in your spirit because you know God spoke to you about you personally taking that anointing and doing something with it. Now, I have seen the, he- the sick healed on many continents of the earth so far. 27 nations I've been in. I put my foot on 27 nations. Did they fall like MacArthur when he came? <clears throat> they probably did. I wasn't looking. I was too busy staying out of the way of the bullets, you know. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. All right. Now, listen. Now, because of that, the Lord has spoke to me tonight. And I have, <clears throat> I have, uh, I have uh, in 1963, uh, 64, 65, I, I, see, I keep track of, I keep track of the years by the car I was driving, okay? I'm an, I'm an American boy, not, you know. <laughs> I had a 66 uh, Impala, four-speed, 396, and her name was May. It was a gorgeous car. Okay, my, I got lost there. Excuse me. <clears throat> and the... Prof- <laughs> oh, I disconnected myself. Let me plug back in here. Okay. <clears throat> the next, the, the thing that happened was the prophetic word came, and the gifts of the Spirit began to happen. So there was a dual anointing, or, not, or a dual manifestation of the same anointing. And so <clears throat> in those days, we would pray for the sick, or we would preach the word, pray for the sick, and call for, all, for the altar, for, or call for sinners. That was the evangelist of the 60s in, in my world. But God then began to introduce to me and plug in the gifts of the Spirit. 
And so I began to understand, I, 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 we would pray as the custom was in, in those days around the altar, wasn't it? And after the evangelists would pray and the sick would be prayed for, then we would kneel around the altar and the pastor and the evangelist would walk back and forth and pray for Sally and Ben and, you know, Martha, and the Holy Spirit would bless them. And as I was doing that, the two pastors straight in a row, one in California and one in the Northwest, said, George, how did you know that, that Brother Ben had that problem or had that need? He was in my office a week ago, and he told me the whole story. Now, I didn't know that there was a, a gift breaking out. I didn't know the prophetic word of God was breaking out. Now, we know there's the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and prophecy that, that together they work together as a tool. They work together as a tool. It's almost a tool bag that as I step into the arena of, of need, uh, the Holy Ghost chooses one of them, and there's a, <clears throat> there's a word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Word of knowledge comes and says, says something. The word of wisdom comes <clears throat> and gives the, gives the direction on what to do with the word of knowledge, and then the prophetic word of God hammers it home, you see. It's kind of a three-team thing. So that began to develop in my life until the prophetic word of God became dominant over the, 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 the spirit of healing. Now, I've always prayed for the sick. I pastored 29 years in Mount Vernon, been out about five, and in those days, I'm talking fast tonight because I've only got you for about 20, 30 minutes, and, and you're going to check out on me, so I'm, I'm double time, amen? And, and as I was, as I was uh, in, 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 every once in a while, we'd have an anointing hit the church, and we've had some fantastic healings. I tell you, there would be, there would be what the people call power Sundays when people were getting healed. There's time we had bones, you know, bone... It, this is the week for bones to be healed. And man, they'd be start being healed and arthritis to be healed. I had a woman in the church came in and she had scoliosis for 45 years so bad that she couldn't do anything except just come and go out of the house. And she never drove. She never cooked. She never cleaned house. And she had precious... Christian woman who had been had had she wrote things you know Christian manuals and she wrote for people but I was preaching one day on 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 healing and I said you need to get a hold of the truth of this you need to find out about this get something that you can get a hold of and get it in your spirit and she went and got that book by uh, Christ the healer Bosworth Bosworth yeah Christ the healer now, that's as old as, as uh, you know, the sunrise almost. And <clears throat> she found it. And in three days, she was totally healed. Three days, she was totally healed from a 45-year thing. Well, how did it happen? I, I was just up there striking steel against, you know, flint, trying to get some sparks. And she got a hold of the Word of God, and the spirit of healing began to work in her because she believed God. Now, then out of my life came the prophetic anointing. Out of my life came the evangelistic anointing. And as we were traveling through the uh, 70s, the late 70s, mid-70s, I began to have a passion. I began to have a hunger to pastor people or to love people because I, I'm, I'm doing. I did what I do here. I come and preach, and then I leave. It's like dating, you know. <laughs> dating is wonderful, but where do you go with it? So I, I said, Lord, give me a place. And God told me, He said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a place. And, and there was a prophetic word as well as my own spirit. He told my spirit, I'm gonna give you a place where you can train people and raise them up and send them around the world. And we did that. Now this is not the message. I'm not getting sidetracked here. I want you to see then. When I got into the, the, the church then, I, God forgot to turn off one of those anointings. And so here I am in pastoring, and I've got this, this anointing and this passion to be a quote-unquote evangelist. That's kind of like a mobile guy that travels around and does this. And then a pastor. And so here I am. i got my feet on the dock and the boat. And, <laughs> and what do I do with it? I mean, one of them's moving. 
So I, I, I struggled with that. God never took that away. I struggled with that for 29 years, and sometimes successfully and sometimes not. I, I went out maybe once a month on the average, and sometimes twice a year to a foreign country or once a year. So I was very active. But, but, the, the, but, but the anointing then for healing began to be dominated by the anointing for prophecy. And I begin to prophesy, and I have, I have matured into a place where the prophetic sense, I'm called in to do prophetic conferences, I'm called in to, you know, do, uh, do uh, teamwork with prophets and so forth. Now, God, God stirred my heart this week to go to the prophecies again concerning healing. And tonight, you're going to see the beginning of a release of the prophetic word over my life in the area of healing. And I'm going to see an increase of people being healed from this point on. And there's going to be a marked harvest of healed bodies. Now, I've had hundreds, if not thousands, of people healed. But I'm telling you, these days of my life, and I, I don't like the word last days, it's too gloomy, but I'm telling you, in these days of my life, there's an anointing rising up in me that is going to come because I teach the Word, going to come because we believe the promises, and it's going to come because I have been called personally to lay hands on the sick and heal the sick in Jesus' name. Now, this is, this is, not, <laughs> this is not some self-centered thought. This is an encouraging word to George Watkins, I'm confessing what God says about me. Now, why have I said that? Because I'm going to preach you something here in a minute, and we're going to have what the Holy Spirit called tonight. We're going to have an anointing storm. We're going to have an anointing storm tonight. I don't know if you've ever heard it, and if you're a new one, I've probably lost you around the the first curve, so put your seatbelt on. I want you to hold on tonight. We're going to have an anointing storm. There's going to be a storm come in here, and the anointing is going to heal the sick, and we're going to see marked changes and things broken. There's going to be things changed in the lives of the physically impaired and wounded bodies of this house, and you're going to see an increase in the healings through the day, through this year, you're going to see increase in the healings. You're going to see more healings in this altar, in this altar than you have in the last five years. I'm prophesying to you, my friend, in Jesus' name. In this church, there's an increase. Going to be an increase of healing. Amen. And I'm telling you, like, oh, I think it was Brother Price said, if you ring the dinner bell, if you ring, healing is the dinner bell. If you ring it, they'll come. I believe people are hungry to be healed by Jesus Christ. Now. <clears throat> I want you to go into the scriptures just for 20 minutes, 15 or 20 minutes. I want to give you five things you must believe. Five things you must believe. We can believe a lot of things. There's people that don't even believe that we landed on the moon. They think it was all made up. You can believe what you want. But about the gospel, there's things you must believe. There's things you cannot believe waver from or sway from or leave the course and I want to do five of them now the reason I'm doing this is because of point number whatever it was one I'm teaching the word so that's this anointing storm will come if you've never been in the anointing if you've never seen the anointing like is going to happen tonight where people are going to be impacted physically 
then you need to be introduced to it tonight. This is what we call being in the presence of the Lord. You know, we talk about the presence of the Lord in a lot of ways, and they're all justified and right. There's the sweet songs, and there's the presence of the Lord. We're kind of half asleep and at peace. But I tell you, when God calls in an anointing storm, I'm going to hold on because God's got something for us tonight that's special. Okay, five things you must believe. I'll list them, make note of them, because this is how we stay the course. This is how we come into God. This is what God says about us. Amen. Is that right? I'm pointing at you in the back row. Is it Joe? I'm pointing at you, Joe. I'm preaching to you. All I can see is you tonight. All these other people are fuzzy to me. I'm seeing you tonight. I'm preaching to you tonight, brother. I'm reaching into your spirit, and I'm telling you, God's going to stir your heart. God's going to stir up the anointing. God's going to give you opportunity to release that thing that's in your spirit. Been there so long, it frustrates you. And you're going to be able to release the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and God's going God's to do something special for you just to get you hooked. He's going to let somebody get marvelously healed by your touch, and you'll never be the same. It's going to make you so hungry to have the power flow through you. These hands that you have at the end of your, your shirt sleeves there belong on sick bodies. Amen. And I'm commissioning you to pray for the sick. <laughs> I'm commissioning you to pray for the sick. Matter of fact, you're going to be around some sick people I can't get to this week. So I'm going to give you permission to pray in my place. Is that okay? All right, now I know I'm not Jesus Christ, but I'm sending you as Jesus did his disciples. Hold out your hands here for a minute. Father, I commission this, these hands to, to do as if I were there, or if the pastor was there, or anybody that this man responds to spiritually. His hands are going to be so anointed that when he gets close to someone that's in need of sickness, they're going to get hot. And he's going to feel the tingling of the anointing of the Holy Ghost come to these hands. It's going to be a sign to him that it's ready to, it's, he's ready to fire the power of God into somebody's body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Praise God. Now listen to this. Number one, the first thing I, I, the first thing I want to bring to your attention. You must believe what God says you are. <clears throat> now... If we're going to get off the dime, get out of the launching pad, this is the first thing we have to hear God say. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If you don't get that in your spirit the first time you lay hands on the sick, the voice of the enemy or your own flesh, which are about as, as both of them powerful, will say to you, don't you remember you're not worthy? You just, you, you, you lousy thing. You remember back in 73 when you did this you remember back in five years ago I'm telling you you have to believe that you are what God says you are you are a new creature redeemed created in him and you have been born by the power of God amen <laughs> hallelujah I'm, I, I'm always amazed when I read that verse in Corinthians, where Paul has the audacity to say to those, he was preaching to a pack of Christians who he personally had killed their parents in prison. And he stands before them and says, I have done you no wrong. 
Now, how could you not spit in his eye? Unless you realize this wasn't the Paul that killed my parents. This is a new creature in Jesus Christ. So transformed that he didn't even connect to the past. He was new in Jesus Christ. Can you do that? You better. If you don't, you'll spend your entire Christian life getting repaired. You'll spend your entire, every Sunday you'll come just to patch the holes. You'll be band-aided from top to bottom. It'll be leak city all the way. If we could see, you know, if we had a little Geiger counter or a little x-ray, we'd see the leak starting here at the altar, and we could follow you home just leaking all the way home like an old car that leaks oil. No, I'm new in Christ, praise God. Hey, man, I'm not patched up. I'm new. I'm not even an overhaul. I'm a brand new. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ooh, take a picture of the old guy for a minute. If you can, if you can some of you have been close enough to it, you can take a picture of it. How's he think? How's, how does she think? How's the old man think? Poverty, death, sin, immorality, selfishness, personal gratification, all the normal things that go on out there everywhere. How does the new man think? Righteousness, forgiveness, peace, joy, family without discord. Christian, uh, children that don't fight each other and love their parents. That's, that's, that's the mind of Christ. Okay, you must believe. I'm, I'm starting to preach. I've got to move on. <clears throat> Glory to God. Glory to God. <clears throat> you must believe you are where God says you are. Ephesians 18, uh, 1 and 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, your, under, your, your heart, the understanding of your heart may be enlightened. Number two, you must believe you are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ from all sin. You say, well, that's pretty silly. You just covered that. No, listen to it now. <clears throat> One of my early revivals, I came to a woman at the altar, as our custom was, they were kneeling by then. And I knelt down beside her, and she was, she was heaving with sobs. I noticed it by, the, by, the, by the, her body movement. And I said, what's going on? She says, I just can't believe God would ever forgive me. I, have, I broke a home up through adultery and on and on and on. Now, she says, I've been trying for a year to get saved. In just a short journey, I took her to the promises of the Lord and to the command that God gives and the promise God gives to forgive us from all sin. And in that short journey, after a year of struggle, she found the truth that God forgives sin. And when we know God has forgiven us, we can believe God for His grace and mercy to us. Amen. Now I'm preaching to some of you that are going to be healed tonight and on through this week and month because healing is a continuing thing. I'm speaking to you. If you have a, if you have a guilty, if you have a guilt conscious, a, you know, your, your conscience is filled with guilt and remorse, then there's no room for faith. And as I pray for you, you're going to say, if he's really a big enough man of God, he'll just heal me. No, no, I'm, I'm helping the landing pad. You've got you to have a landing pad. It's called, it's called believing faith. The little woman with the issue of blood, we think she was down low because she grabbed the garment, you know. She was down there somewhere getting the hem of his garment. And, and, and he said, thy faith hath made thee whole. So there seems to be 
connection here. It's not just the prayer tower and the healing cloth and the man of God. There's people, just like you and I, that have to have believing faith. And one thing that hinders our faith is guilt. Memory of sin. And I'm, you know, I, I just remember I was just so cruel. How could, I, how could anybody ever forgive me? I mean, even God wouldn't forgive me. No, no. You must believe God has washed you from all sins. Number three. You must believe you'll never do anything for the Lord as long as you listen to the lies of the devil. You must believe you'll, you'll, you'll not do. You'll never do anything for the Lord. You'll never heal the sick. You'll never be a good husband. You'll never have success in life if you listen to the lies of the devil. The Bible says the devil's a liar and the father of lies. So that pretty well cuts it, doesn't it? Another place he says that... <clears throat> that uh, uh, it's really good if I can think of it. Uh, <laughs> another place he says that, that uh, he's come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So the voice in my head then, what's it saying? If I continue to believe, George, you can't pray for the sick. You're not as tall as Earl Roberts. Uh-oh, well, I guess I'll go home. So I believe that, George, you can't pray for the sick because the last person you prayed for died. I remember John Wimber, that man, you know, the man who, who stirred up people for healing about 30, 25, 30 years ago. He said the first person they prayed for died. They, didn't know, they, they, they found this discovery, and he was, he was really sick. You know, he didn't get healed, so he died. But they kept praying for the sick until he turned the course of, 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 uh, of history in the, in, the, in the Christian world through the teaching of signs and wonders. Because they kept praying for the sick until they struck fire. Praise God. What did Jesus do when the man had foggy eyes instead of clear eyes? Prayed for him one more time. <laughs> until the trees weren't foggy. I mean, the men weren't trees walking. They were men. All right. You must believe you'll never do anything for the Lord until you, until you stop listening to the lies of the devil. How do you know the difference? Does it rhyme with this? Does it harmonize with this? Hallelujah. Is it the nature of the Father? My dad would call me up and he'd say, Son, how you doing? I'd say, Who are you? I'm your father. Give me the password. Give me the secret handshake. Tell me the code. No, no, I knew his voice. Why? Because I'd hung out with him. I'd been acquainted with him. Someone said, Your dad's down at the bar. You know, I've seen, seen your dad with a woman. I said, what, my dad? How do you know? Because I know my dad. You see, confidence comes out of relationships. Confidence comes out of experience. I've experienced God. He's not out to kill me. He's not sending me sickness. Sickness comes on its own. God doesn't have to send anything. It's just out there. It's the curse ready to jump on anybody that's, you know, there. And if it jumps on me, I'm going to repel it. I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm not a spiritual lawyer. I'm a healer. Praise God. <laughs> Say that with me. Say that with me. I'm not a spiritual lawyer. I'm a healer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you something, my friend. And it comes out of, an, out of a statement I made. I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked a friend of mine or a fellow I was working with years ago. And I don't, I'm not, not trying to put you on the spot nor make you, make you feel, uh, you know, Anyway, I just want to challenge you and tell you that God has ordained you 
to be more than you've ever thought possible in the spiritual world. Now, we dealt with the natural the other day. But there's a spiritual part of you that is, is coming alive more than you've ever realized. And it has to do with touching the spirit world with healing. Healing is one of the most repetitive ways Jesus touched the spiritual world. He healed the sick. He healed the sick. He healed. Now, we know he cast devils out. And we know he uh, raised the dead, but the biggest part was he was always healing the sick. And the whole city came out and he healed them all. That's repeated over and over. But I'm, I'm, I'm believing that this is a word from God that he's going to give you the opportunity to lay hands on the sick and not just make them feel better or hope they get healed, but something surprising is going to happen. And you're going to, it's almost like when you do, it's like touching an electric shock. You're gonna, God's going God, God's to do something so dramatic and immediate that it's going to like, oh, what was that? And when that happens, you remember this word. God's going to give you the ability to do that often through your day. Amen. Wouldn't it be something to be able to go to work with a boss who could heal the sick if you got sick, what a reputation that would be. Well, I'm not staying home today. I'm going, going on. The boss will pray for me. I'll get healed. How, how, how uncommon that sounds, but how, how it should be common. Amen. Amen. All right, number three, you've got to believe what God says, not what the devil says. Number four, the fourth thing that you must, must believe is this. You must believe you are where God says you are. You must believe you are where God says you are. Colossians 1.13, out of darkness into the kingdom, into the light of the, into the kingdom of his son. First Peter, your chosen generation out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we have been translated. We have been taken out of one kingdom and put in another. And because I'm in the kingdom of God, the church, the body of Christ, I have the ability then to do Christian stuff which is heal the sick, change the lives of people. <laughs> oh, man, we get so, you know, we get so misty-eyed over Stephen being translated and ending up, you know, in another city. But we've all done it. <laughs> I wasn't just saved, I was translated. I wasn't just forgiven, I was translated. I mean, if in picture form or cartoon form, if you could see me, when I knelt at that altar and I said, Jesus, come into my heart, a giant hook came out of heaven and grabbed me and just jerked me out of there and put me in another world. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> that was good. <laughs> All right, number five. Now, with number five, I'm going to bring this to a focus. And then we're going to focus on what God's doing tonight. Number five. You must believe you can do what God says you can do. Now you cut it out. You stop doing that. Stop categorizing. Stop slicing it up in the, you know, the priest and the, la and the laity. That's not a Bible word. That's an old church word. Don't be dividing from the congregation to the, you know, the preacher. Don't, don't be dividing between the big healing evangelist and the lowly me. No, you are a believer. And you can do what God says you can do. You have been called just as much as George Watkins. Even if you haven't had a prophetic word, you have been called to do what Luke says to do, and that's heal the sick, raise the dead, and preach the word. Now, not from a pulpit, but from your lifestyle. So I'm telling you, you 
can do what God says you can do. Number one, number one, you must believe you are what God says you are, a new creature. Number two, you must believe you are washed in the blood from all sins. He has, Hebrews 9 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. First, First John 1 John 1.7 says, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses, cleanseth us from all sin. Amen. Now, number three, you must believe you'll never do anything for the Lord as long as you listen to that negative voice. We call it the voice of the devil, or maybe your own doubts, your own self-doubts, the fact that you don't have faith in you. Want faith in God in you. Number four, <clears throat> you must believe you are where God says you are. I'm not the old sinner saved by grace. And I know it sounds like a humble approach to old, you know, Pentecostal singing or Baptist singing or even statements, but I am a new creature in Christ. The old guy's gone. Amen. I'm not, you know, I'm not proud in the sense of self-proud. I'm proud of God. I'm not self-centered and like I'm, you know, that important. I am important to God. This, it's not some kind of ego trip. This is biblical truth. I'm not that old sinner. I'm a new creature. And that makes me act different. I have my shoulders squared back and I walk with a snap to my feet. Why? Because I am not the old beat up bum that I used to be. <clears throat> I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. I had a collection of ushers and music, musicians for years that if you'd have known them in their dark days, you'd have, been, you'd have run. One of them, one of them uh, was in prison for shooting a guy, and a bunch of them wrote, you know, were dopers and sold it. And, and uh, I mean, it was just a collection of guys. I'm telling you, I really appreciated it when I needed ushers to throw somebody out, you know, out of the door or something. <laughs> They'd show up and get in the flesh. <clears throat> Uh, uh, oh, Jesus, forgive me. All right. Now, Lord, we have prepared now the anointing, a place for the anointing to land. And I invite now, I just step into that word you gave us and gave me and gave this house. Lord Jesus, this is not me bringing in the anointing. I'm not some kind of holy guru i'm simply a lightning rod tonight i'm a lightning rod for the storm of anointing to 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 come to and to be fulfilled in and i receive now that that the power to heal the sick the power to heal the sick is here because we've taught the word and we're believing the prophetic word of god to be real and manifested in our life tonight in Jesus' name. Now, here's the picture God's given me, and we're just going to work out, the, follow the picture. Many times, as I go into a service and as I go into a ministry, God gives me a, a pathway to walk, and I, all I can do is be obedient to revealed uh, to, to to that revelation. And I'm going to do that tonight, and then we're going to see the results of it. So I'm inviting. I'm inviting those that need to be healed. <clears throat> I'm going to invite them and we're going to come down to the front. And then we're going to go from there. So if you need healing in your body tonight, I want you to come and we're going to gather in the front. And uh, <clears throat> there may be enough of us just to kind of 
walk around here and have a little circle and and uh, and then and then we'll take step two okay come on glory to god <clears throat> those that need healing tonight in your body praise god praise god hallelujah now <clears throat> we're going to be here for a little while so if you do need to sit, feel free. But I just want you up here around. So we can, we're, this, is the, this is where the, the anointing storm is coming to. The anointing storm. There's, a, there's a, an anointing storm, like a lightning storm coming. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Now the pastor and I are lightning rods tonight, as it were. Now what, what we're going to do, we're going to start stirring the anointing up. And we're going to do that by, by uh, declaration. And there's a, there's, there's a key, there's a way that I, I have discovered to stir up the anointing. And I have the ability to do that as, I, as we step into situations. So first of all, let's clear, the, let's clear the table and let's search our hearts just for a moment. I'm going to ask you to have some personal searching right now. Lord, do I have any resentments? Am I holding bitterness? Have I, have I blocked this off through any kind of personal things that are in my life that would cause the healing not to manifest? I'm not talking about worthiness now. I'm talking about that thing that would cut us off from the anointing of the Lord. Cut us off from, from receiving from God. Amen. Pastor Connor, come down here just in this, uh, this center here with me. and We're just going to flow in the Holy Ghost for a while. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I've had Pastor Connor in my church several times and you know how that works when uh, when when someone's in nazareth there doesn't seem to be the same manifestation or outward manifestation but boy i tell you when he was in my house he was doing what i'm doing right now <clears throat> my people have were impacted and he's taught us some things in our house that we re we have remembered for 20 years amen Amen. So he's a, he's a lightning rod tonight. God told me to bring him down, and we're going to just let the lightning rod of anointing begin to come now. Now, let's, let's, let's continue here just for a moment. If you're sitting... Let the Lord speak unto thee. Let him teach thee. For he will ask thee to step into the unknown. Mm -hmm. It is unknown to thee, but it is not unknown to the Father. Yea, faith reaches out. When he said to Peter, Come. Peter stepped out of the boat. I'm asking you, saith the Lord, to step into the unknown. It is known to the Father. Yea, believe him. Say not in thine heart that I have lived for thee all these years, and I know how God works, and I don't see it, and it doesn't work. Yea, rebuke thyself. Yea, believe not the enemy. Believe not thy experience that has not landed and lined up with the word. But yea, learn to step forth. Mm -hmm. Learn to reach out. Yes. Learn to step into the area that you have not been. Mm -hmm. For the Lord is before thee. He calls thee. He would ask thee to let thy heart and thy mind reach forth. Yea, reach forth. Yes. Yea, reach forth. Yes. Yea, reach forth. Be not content to stay where <laughs> you are. Reach forth. Did not they of old say we are able to go into the promised land and to 
with the enemy. Yes. And Caleb and Joshua, they believed me. Yea, I say, step forth. Do not say, I will stay here until God proves himself. No, step forth. Reach forth thy hand. Mm. As the woman who touched my garment, mm. yea, as he that climbed the tree and waited for the Lord that he stepped forth, mm. yea, he will say to thee, step forth. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. There, there it is. It's starting to stir now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The wind of the Holy Ghost is starting to stir Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Just let it roll now. We're just going to pray for a while. Just keep stirring the spirit up. Move it, move if you'd like to. In the name of Jesus, the anointing of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Kasoto Ramondo Ramandanda Ramasidi Andalamahaya, Utoshoto Tremandandan Gilibi Andoramandandan Dilimikidi Andoramahaya, Serebidi Libidi Andoramandandan Ramahanda. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I'm going to pray until I feel the witness to release healing. We're just stirring up the anointing right now. Mando soto romando ndim ramandan dan jele mandando ilamado soto to. That's it. That's it. Just let it rise up. Let that. Let the storm of God just begin to gather and let this whirlwind begin to come. In jam ramando ramasidiay saramadandan bramakata saramadandan dalamadanda siti ando ramando ramenjili bidia romamanda saramadando. Amen. Amen. There's an, there it is. It's increasing. The anointing's increasing right now. Glory to God. You're going to notice some pain. Some of your pain is going to start leaving. Some of your pain is going to start leaving. You're going to begin to feel the warmth of God come to parts of your body that have been afflicted. You're going to feel the, your, your body begin to react to the anointing as it's here today. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Kasoto Romondan Bremiandai, Isharamadandai, Lamadando Ramakasaramadandai, Hallelujah, Hasoto Ramamandai, Lamanando Ramakasatai. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Goroshalamorondelamakoto soto romaranda la maranda, elamarandola morosare medianda la moronda, ilibishoto romanangele madandole kato satamandanda, isharamadandola marianda. Amen. As I pray for you, just as I pray for you, just stay where you are and allow the anointing to soak in, just like the rain of heaven. Amen. Healing will come in degrees. You'll feel changes. You'll feel the anointing begin to affect your, your body as we pray for you. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, yes. 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 Yes, I hear you saying that. Yes, Lord. It's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer, and I'm receiving right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I reach into your life and I draw from the anointing of the Lord that's resonant in your spirit. And I say in the name of Jesus, let it go, cut it loose, let it flow. I break open that reservoir of anointing that's been sitting capped off. I uncap it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let strength flow to this woman. Let the years that she have count for strength, Lord. Not weakness, count for wholeness and healing. Oh my God, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is your answer tonight. This is your answer for some long journey that you've been on with struggle. I release the anointing of the Lord over your body and over your emotions and over your physical. There's going to be physical change come dawn. When the sun comes up, God is going to show himself strong in you. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Are you here for prayer, dear? Amen. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. From the top to the bottom of her feet, in every fiber of her being, that storm is blowing right now. That anointing storm, that l- the lightning of God's anointing. And as she lays upon the bed at night, it's gonna, she's going to be invigorated. It's going to be like she's been plugged in. There's going to be the sensation of God's ministering angels, ministering healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, I speak healing to your body. I release the anointing of the Lord over your body in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Just allow the anointing to flow in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, I anoint these hands. Let these hands be anointed to heal the sick and I pray for him in the name of Jesus. (laughs) In the name of Jesus, the release of healing to his body and to his, um, his entire man, body, soul, and spirit, be kept perfect, Lord, under the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I break the power of sickness and weakness in this body. I break the mindset that says I have to be sick because I'm a certain age. I loose healing over this body in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my. The gentle dove of the Holy Ghost to light on you just like it did on Jesus. And with that, the power of healing and the power of change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I break the power of sickness, the power of pain, and the fear of sickness. I loose you now to healing. These next days are going to unfold for you changes. 
One thing after another is going to change until the complete thing comes. You're going to see it happen in Jesus' name. Lord, you said you wouldn't give us something that would break us. Sickness can break us. I break that power sickness now. I loose the anointing over her body in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Just continue to stay. If you need to sit down, feel free to do that. But we're just, going to, we're just going to be in the presence of the Lord. Let that anointing just soak into your spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. They laid hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lord, recovery. Come, come recovery in Jesus' name. Recovery. Hallelujah. 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 As your days, so shall your strength be. As your days, so shall your strength be. Your body to be stronger as the days go on instead of weaker. God's word to you is strength, not weakness. In Jesus' name, as your days, so shall your strength be. Amen. 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 There's a storm of anointing. If you're sitting in the congregation, just plug into it, tap into it. Say, Lord, I, I wanna, I'm receiving right now from the anointing of the Lord. I might not need a healing. I'm just receiving from the stirring of the Lord. I'm receiving, Lord, the manifestation of your presence. I'm receiving a, uh, just a shower, just like being showered again, Lord, by refreshing anointing. Lord, I'm taking this home tonight as in a new awareness of your perfume on me. I'm going to feel and know your, I'm going to hear your voice and sense your presence in a new way, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, the anointing that prevails breaks the yokes and the struggle and gives us the strength to push into faith. Oh, God, I pray in Jesus' name, the anointing. Supernatural hand of God. Supernatural hand of God. Hallelujah. 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 Give me your hands. Hold them out for me. Lord, I just anoint these hands for healing. Lord, he's such a practical man. It's not going to be dynamic or dramatic. It's not going to be some kind of loud voice. It's going to be the simple passion, compassion out of his spirit. And it may not even be hands on the head with thus saith the Lord, but these hands are going to see people healed and changed. He's going to see them changed. Now, Lord, he's a giver and he's a doer and he helps, he helps people with these hands, but this is going to be a different level. It's going to be something different about his ability to, to help and heal and change in Jesus' name. Glory to God. 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 The anointing of the Lord upon this precious one, Lord. 
the anointing of God. Those things that are in her heart and been there, those secret places that she goes to and talks to you and thinks and plans and dreams. Lord, let them come to fullness. Let them come to reality. Let, let, let her walk in her, in, her, in her dream. Let her walk in her desire. That thing that you put in her, Lord, it gives her passion. Let that come into her life in such a way that it'll be, it'll be an amazing thing to see God perform those miracles for her in Jesus' name. I release God's passion over you and peace over you in Jesus' name, dear one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Stand up, give me your hands, and we'll pray for them. Amen. Stand up, both of you, and give me your hands. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, hold them out for me. I'm going to anoint him in Jesus' name. Now, you guys have been called to this house and to this region, and you are seeds in the ground for a new harvest. You are, gener- you are bridging generations. You're a generational bridger. And you are the key for supernatural things to happen in your age group and your, and your world, that generation you're in. And I pray these hands will do the work of the ministry and will touch multitudes, multiplied couples, multiplied singles, multiplied uh, uh, generational people in these months to come in Jesus' name. Amen. You are a man of influence. You don't think you are. At times, you don't think anybody ever listens or follows much. I mean, you're kind of a quiet guy, but I'm telling you, you're a man of influence, and God's, and God's going to help. Is, 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 there's, you're going to lead people into the kingdom, and you won't notice it, but if you, if you look back, you'll see people following you into the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. And, and you don't have to be you know, loud. You don't have to be like me or anybody else. You're like you, and I anoint you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You believe that? Yeah. All right. It's done. Praise God. I expect to see the results. I'm come, I'm come back next time. It's going to be storage. It's going to be product around. Amen. Some of the trophies. I'm going to see some of those trophies. God's going to lead into the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a sweet Holy Ghost here tonight. We're just taking time to allow the anointing flow among us in Jesus name allow the anointing to flow among us in Jesus name amen amen just re- just just get on that cloud and let him float you away a little bit amen amen you need you need that you need that healing of the lord just in your in your in your ability to relax and enjoy Jesus right now you're going to go home refreshed in the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 He's been speaking to you, and I want you to just take some time to meditate upon him in this, in this type of position right here, and you watch God's going to speak to you in a deeper way, a new way, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I bless this couple in Jesus' name. I thank you for the anointing. Amen. Amen, son. You've been introduced to, to some things in these last weeks that you're they're brand new to you. I know that, but I'm telling you, you're just entering into a journey that's going to be amazing and exciting, and the things God's got to teach you is going to just scare you and bless you at the same time. So don't don't panic when you know when something frightens you, but just say, Lord, teach me. 
Lord, teach me. What does this mean? What does this mean? Teach me what you're like. Amen. All right. Promise me to do that. If you'll do that, he will teach you along the way. And you'll, you'll, everything, every time something comes to you in the spirit or something happens like, like tonight where it's, you know, you've never experienced maybe, maybe this approach to, to God. Say, okay, God, teach me. Show me how to, how to step into that. Because God's got that, God's got an anointing for you that's going to be powerfully important. Hallelujah. You too, destiny. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God. Oh my. My, what a soldier. What a soldier. What a soldier this woman is. Wow. I mean, she's got battle stories to tell you that would just, just your eyes would pop out. She's got background. She's got experience. And I release, Lord, a, just a new flurry of God's stirring in her heart. Those gifts that are there that have been exercised, let them be magnified. Lord, those doors that have, have been opened in the past, Lord, let there be increased in opportunity and, and, and uh, impact. 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 That's the word I'm getting. It's impact. Amen. Not just rub it on. Impact it in. In Jesus' name. I mean, you got, you've got such a dynamite behind you. I mean, it's like a big, a big dynamite, right? And, and I'm telling you, I see the hand on the switch. is about ready to explode. Boom! God's going to impact you into some things in these days that are going to be a result of the journey you've been on for years and the experience that you know and the God you know. God's going to... It's, it's almost like you got put in the, in, the, in the gun and shot. Boom! To the target. And what it seemed like a long ways away is going to is going to be quick, and you're going to it's going to you, you say, well, it, it, how could I get there so quick? God's going to like a bullet. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. Kato soto ramandan satandai. Amen. You got the stuff. You got the stuff. Just let him shoot you. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, the anointing of the Lord, Father. Shalabaranda la makata, salabaranda la makia satai, shalabarando ramandan jelebiatai. Yes, Lord, a shalabakota, salabaranda la makatai, shalabarando la bara city at ramarando ramakasatandai, salabaranda la makasiti at alamarandai. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, the anointing of the Lord. 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 You know you know the anointing. You you are more familiar with the anointing than most of us are because of your long track record with God. You know, and you have memories of some of those sweet spots where you were kind of like in a secret place. God wants to take you to his secret chamber again. 
and talk to you about some things. He wants to walk in the cool of the garden with you again. You've been kind of sidetracked because life comes and you, you get involved, but he, he wants you to go aside again, get into that garden, and you watch him. He's coming. He's going to walk in there and talk to you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, what a wonderful, what a wonderful container of truth this woman is. What a wonderful container of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, she's been like a walking billboard for so long. Oh, Father, she just stands beside the road and people drive by can see the glory of God and the things of God. And, oh, Lord, her days now are more important than ever. Her days now today is more important than ever because she is now today a culmination of everything she's ever been. All the experiences you've ever had now are shining out for you. Amen. Amen. We, we don't get around as much as we do. We may move a little slower, but the glory of God is more intense and brighter than you've ever known. Amen. 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 And I, I, I just believe God, I just believe God's going to show you some uh, a physical result of the impact you have. And, and, and I wouldn't doubt if you get a, a letter or an email, however you get them, and someone's going to say, I just wanted to tell you, I, I didn't tell you this, but two years ago or five years ago, you came by my path and I was changed, healed, delivered, and, you, and it's going to be a word in season and you're going to remember that you are a container of the anointing of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You're exactly what God made you to be, a container of His Spirit. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, patos sarabaranda la makata. Sarabaranda la makata satandai. Silibiandu ramakata sarabarandai. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, rebadiyarabarandai. Now the anointing doesn't go away. It it's continues. There's going to be a whirlwind of anointing in this house from now on. And all you have to do is just kick it, kick it, and the dust will rise up. Amen, amen. I told you when I came, the Lord gave me a word about redigging the wells. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've talked to your pastor a little bit. I've met some of you. I mean, you got treasures here that's been covered over for too long. I mean, you got you got seed planted. You've had some preaching in here make me look like junior boy. I'm telling you, there's some seed in this ground that is supernaturally, so, su so supernatural that it's supernatural. Amen. You've had some, you've had some sermons in this, in this square little patch of ground here that have come from the Spirit of God through, through men and women of God that'll just would scare you being close to them. That's in this ground. That's what we're stirring up. We're redigging our wells. We're redigging the anointing. The anointing of God's going to bubble up out of this. And when we have church and stir the anointing, there's healings and deliverance and salvations. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Families come in here to this altar. They're going to get delivered. 
Amen. People under addictions, people under bondage are going to be delivered right at these altars. Why? Because the, the storm of anointing is here in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Does anybody have something going on in your right ear? You've been picking at it. I know that. I'm not going to admit to that. Lord's been with me. Lord in Jesus' name. Yes. Let it work. Whatever's going on in there, bring healing. Open it up. Clear it up. Let it, whatever infection, whatever's going on, heal it. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Open. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Paul wrote in Corinthians not to <clears throat> not to be ignorant in the spiritual gifts. So that's our quest. The Lord educates, teaches how to flow in God, how to understand the gifts. Gifts are a tool bag. You wouldn't send a carpenter or to a job to do anything unless he had his tool bag. Well, now we have a tool truck, I suppose. But you wouldn't do that. Holy Ghost people have their tool bag. And one of them is just what you saw here a minute ago. That was a, a, a word of revelation or a word of knowledge. God was revealing a need. Now, the reason for that is it stimulates faith. It points God's particular desire at the moment to do something important. It stirs faith in the hearer and it stirs faith in the listener here. And it releases something that just doesn't happen outside of the tool bag where we pull that out. Amen. Your pastor has one of the sharpest gifts that I've ever been around in the supernatural revelation that God gives him at times. And I know you know that. You've been with him five years. But uh, you're going to see an increase in it. And again, let me say that it's not it's 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 different the pa a pastor's different in his own people it's like Jesus in Nazareth but it's still there so but what'll happen especially uh, especially among some of the new ones coming in he'll be more open but even now like 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 you know he gets a word from God that's for that's for everybody but you just uh, support support that that anointing as it begins to break forth and when when he steps into that that breaks open things that gives dimension to the house. Amen. And others will begin to step in. And it's almost like the pool, you know. As soon as, the, as soon as there's a pool of water, people can jump in. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we've been obedient to truth and walked out the simple steps of that. And it's in your hands. And you do the work. And we go home healed, whether we feel it or not. They told a story about William Branham one time. He was in town praying, praying for the sick as he did. had great miracles. A blind man went to William Branham's meeting and was prayed for. His eyes didn't get healed, but he kept telling everybody he got healed at William Branham meeting. And, and they'd laugh at him behind his back and... 
He told them that for about two weeks. Well, I got healed in William Brandon's meeting. And they'd laugh. <laughs> he, was in the, he was in the barber shop one day. And he's telling the barber how he got healed. And suddenly his eyes popped open. And the last thing they saw, he was running down the street with that thing flapping behind him. <laughs> Amen. So allow the anointing to go with you. I'm, I got touched by God. I was in the anointing storm Tuesday night, and I've, I've been healed by the power of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pastor, I'm through. I'm not through, but I'm going to quit. Praise God. Glory to God. 